our newest program, Maps Prime, is now has become our most talked about program. Oh. It's it's the most revered. People are blown away by Prime. It's the most different, most unique, most revolutionary program that we offer. And it doesn't matter what your workout looks like or what your competition looks like. Optimizing how you prime before you do those things makes a tremendous difference. In the upcoming episode, Adam even talks about priming before getting on stage to pose. Mm -hmm. If you're a competitor, the benefits you can get. Uh, Maps Prime is uh, blowing people away right now. You can learn more about Maps Prime at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In high school, uh, my uh, church group and I we used to do we used to get the, get into the church because I had the keys to it, yeah. and we used to hook up to the big where they yes used to put we all, did that with James Bond dude yeah, yes yeah. we did that. Goldeneye wow God. we're so similar yes we yeah, are yeah, yeah. it's so exactly it's, what we, it's, we used to play Goldeneye yeah. at the church yeah. on the huge like I don't yeah. even know how big that is so they did you do, do one shot one kill really yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I had to do that absolutely license to kill mode hundred percent hold on yeah. a second did you have you had keys to the church I did so they said we trust you yeah I know isn't that weird did you do uh, I was that good of a kid he still dude. wasn't having sex so he, you yeah know, well yeah, I know he was that untainted. but he was, was doing he was doing yeah. grabby, grabby once you have sex you like get that. tainted yeah they were doing hand jobs and stuff so yeah yeah but what? We, felt, we felt really guilty afterwards that's what I was going to ask you <laughs> the guilt was just crazy I'm going to put you on the spot right now killing people in church I'm going to put you on the spot and this is good because this is like confession this is not gonna help ensure that you okay. don't go we're the same place i'm going okay okay good go yeah. what was the worst things you did in the church no, no after you really had oh god yeah. let's not let's not go there actually actually i never did i never man i was that yeah, i mean so i was good. at least that good of a kid where i, I mean that was that's like yeah. still to this you don't, day you don't do that still to this day i'm do like that. yeah man yeah, i'm like yeah. I, I like if we you didn't if, do anything in the church no bro no, i was not that's half the fun you no dude i was a good kid bro yeah all that this is why sometimes i don't like to sit next to you on a plane so i don't want to get struck down because of oh, you. this is so this is so wrong what? so right what? Yeah. <laughs> all this all the stained glass yes. the light yeah. comes through come on man that's man. weird and yeah. the pews are all twisted twisted it's um if you yeah you know what's funny my cousin did i never did god forbid something what do you mean your cousin did my my cousin my cousin Fold around with the pastor's daughter. Uh, oh no! In, in, oh, wow, what a yeah, winner! In one of the, I bet he's the, a successful guy now, isn't he? Not so much. Really? Uh, nope, not uh, so much. My theory. See, yeah, theory back wrong. Theory. Yeah, definitely. I feel like now if we're pretty doing, sure God's still punishing him. I feel like if we're <laughs> if we're doing something now together. <laughs> And something bad happens, you're gonna blame it on me now. Hundred like, percent, I will. Oh, well, it's because you're a sinner. Yeah. yeah, is that my fault? Absolutely. I didn't do any. Oh, I did. I think I did do something in a church once. Did really. I? Yeah, I think I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want you to admit it. I think I made I out know. with a girl, this is not and then fun. we did the hand stuff. Oh, the hand stuff. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, you know what I will give you? Like inside, or was it on the premises? No, it was. Uh, it was like a, a, a Christian Bible study thing that I tried to go to for a second. Oh, wow. And that's, uh, bold. that's a bold move. Yeah, and then we went. Where were we in the? Were we in the bathroom? I think we were in the bathroom, and we mm. did, we started fooling around a little bit. God, man, she was. You, I repressed that memory. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I, you know what? You she just, wasn't that attractive. You just surfaced one for oh, me. No, so here we go. <laughs> we, we uh, I knew so I would open up the. I knew the I would. Box I knew I would. Oh, I would get something. Yeah. You know. What I mean? Well, uh, Justin, <laughs> this you, one time at summer camp. Well, yeah. okay. So did you? Did you guys go to Hume Lake as a kid? Did you go to yes, Hume? Okay. dude. I went to Hume Lake. Okay, I so went I went. To, uh, if you don't know what Hume Ranch, or if you don't know what Hume, uh, yeah, Meadow Ranch, yeah, right? Meadow Ranch. So Hume Lake is like a huge. It's a Christian camp, and and you go for. All summer long, every 
every week they have these and they separate like junior high. I would high school. always leave having a girlfriend. That was like my goal. And it's a week long yeah. camp that you go to. And it's, it's so Christian. It's a ton yeah. of fun. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, there it's okay to mess around. Yeah, yeah I, I, so it's not in the you know that was very very common. You go up, I mean, think about it. You go up to the, you're up there for a week. You have a bunch of, I mean, there's probably God. Let me think how big that was. Probably five hundred to a thousand kids uh, all together for a week. You know, being chaperoned by all these like you know half adults. You know, like yeah. twenty years old. It's like your your counselor's twenty years old. You right. know, and you know he's probably going home and smoking pot and banging his girlfriend. So mm. if he's the one who's that's counseling you while you're on these, these oh, trips, right? Shit. So you can probably get away with more than what they probably anticipate. Uh, but I do remember uh, having a girlfriend, and she went at the same time. And I do remember messing around with her on the bus mm. uh, on the way there. There you go. On the way there and the way back. And But I also do remember her crying afterwards uh, and us feeling guilty for yes, it and just yes. that whole just I feel like that debacle. would you get a lightning bolt on your oh, cock I, for that. I feel like it would lead to more uh, like real passionate experimental. Oh, it does. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. so repressed yeah, that when she like, lets- Oh, yeah, I can't do this. When she finally Drawn. lets it out, she yeah. binges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, give me your dick. You know yeah. what I mean? Wow. Well, you know I admit, I admit that that's what happened to me. You know, I was that the repressed kid who who held that all in till yeah. I was twenty years old, and then yeah, I just I actually saw that a lot. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, no, I was de- I'm that story for sure. Wow. See, yeah. I was always my mom would always present me with a summer camp every summer, like, hey, do you want to go on this whatever? And I was like, hell no, I'm intimidated <laughs> because I was a total mama's boy, right? Italian mom. Mm. She did every, yeah, I made my food, made my bed. Well, I, I didn't clean my room until I moved out when I was like 18. Oh my, oh, uh, that explains yeah, so much now. A lot. Oh, dude. <laughs> explains so much. Now. Oh, no, I, I didn't learn how to wash clothes or do any of that shit until I moved out <clears> at a necessity. <throat> so is, so uh, like going to a summer camp, I was like, yeah, so who's gonna do my shit? Like so, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna starve <laughs> like, or whatever. Like, these clothes don't fold themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it the just f- seemed too the hell. Yeah, it just seemed like I'm already at this extravagant hotel that I live at every day called Mom's house. Yeah, why would I go to summer camp? So I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. then that I was just being smart. Jessica is uh, super domesticated. Then you know what's funny? So here's some lessons that you learn <laughs> as you become mm. older. This is a, it's story time. Well, tell us. Yeah, yeah, story yeah. time with Sal. You know, older, let me just paint the picture here. You remember uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, how he would like start before a story? You did tiny, the same tiny, exact tiny, thing, dude. Tiny shoes on. You just like grabbed your sock, you crossed your leg over, and you're like, okay, all right now. Yeah. Everybody, let's get ready for the story. We should do what, uh, we should yeah. do a YouTube. We should do a YouTube. Well, next you be my neighbor? Can we, the next YouTube, Doug, that we have to shoot, can we do it this way where Sal will be like yeah. putting like, his hey, shoes kids. on? Uh, hey, kids, follow along. Yeah. <laughs> follow trolley. Yeah. Jing, 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 We're going to do this. We're going to do, I'm going to hold us to this. Right. We're going to watch an old Mr. Rogers hey, hey before. Guys. And, and look at my hair. To get, yeah. I know it's, it's so perfect, perfect no, right it's now. Perfect. Well, let's talk about fitness. No, so here's what I learned. In, In your sweater. mouth. So here's what I learned. Oh, this God, you always got to take it too far. <laughs> too Sorry. far. Sorry. So, so, so definitely was a mama's boy. Didn't know how to do any of this shit. Moved out when I bought my, I had, a, I had bought a gym. Uh, no, I didn't move out when I was 18. I was 21. My bad. So I didn't do shit till I was 21. Moved out and I bought uh, shares of uh, a large share of a health club down in Palm Springs area. And then I kind of had to learn how to do certain things. But see, I grew up in this very traditional, old school Sicilian household where my dad, he worked and my mom did a lot of stuff at home. And so it was just kind of that's just the way it was, right? So I didn't do any of these things. I didn't know understand any of these things. Not only did I not understand them, but it was 
it was so foreign to me that doing any of those things felt almost like I wasn't supposed to. I don't know. It's very, it's very hard to, it's very hard to explain because looking back, I can see how ignorant I was in that regard. So then I get married very young and my wife did all the stuff in the house, everything. She washed the clothes. She did the dishes. She cooked the meals. I didn't do a goddamn thing in the house, which is a very bad thing, but I didn't do it for a long time. This is a big problem between me and her for a very, very, very long time. And through, as I got older and she continued to complain about it and I had my complaints too, what ends up happening when you have an argument, you know, like when you complain about things with each other, you and your girlfriend or spouse or whatever, is that you, you have a tendency to fail to see their side because all you can see is your side and you consider your side more important which is what I did. Like, well, my shit's more important than yours. Like, you just want me to do dishes, but I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm not going to say what they are because I don't want to put anybody on blast, but mm. mine's more important, right? I can hire a maid to do that shit. And I, so I, I would always, you know, I would kind of rationalize it that way. Well, for the last, I'd say, few years, maybe a couple years of my marriage, I really tried to step up and do more around the house. But it was a process. Like, And I would always feel like I needed, and I know a lot of women are going to relate to this, right? I wanted like recognition like hey i just washed the dishes like didn't i do a good fucking job yeah 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 and yeah. she would look at me like motherfucker you just that's all you did like you just washed <laughs> yeah. and i'd be like well you're not grateful like, cuz i'm congratulations yeah. it was a very immature mindset that i had and that i can totally see so towards the end of my marriage when it was already it wasn't going to work and it was like the last you know few years or so it was like it wasn't just it was a, it was in futility i did a lot of these things in the house, not because I was trying to necessarily reverse things, but because I saw her side of it. I could see she was right. And it's like, it's my house too. And I started taking more ownership uh, ownership, and I valued it more. So now, fast forward now, I do a lot of the things in the house, not because I have to, but because I actually take pride in it and I enjoy it, which is really weird to say, right? Like I enjoy doing laundry. I enjoy washing dishes. I enjoy vacuuming the house. And so we both do a lot of the stuff in the house, but it's not one person over the other, but my if she had met me fifteen years ago, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I would literally take my like I'd be taking my clothes off, leaving where they, where I took them off. Like I was that guy, kind of like what you do in the studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's that's impressive <laughs> that you have. <laughs> that's impressive, actually, that you have because that's a. I mean, someone who's been uh, trained that way from his mom, and then to move into a relate, which you and, and no, by no, I'm not saying anything's wrong with my mom. This is just the way. No, yeah, no, that's she's very, a wonderful mother. My father, great father, good people. Kidding it's me? Just, that's awesome if you yeah. had that. You know, oh, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's weird. I'll tell you what, and you know what? It's not just it was. It's the culture. It's that Southern Italian old school culture. When I was dating my ex-wife, right? So we're 16 years old and we're dating. I remember I went to her house and I knew her family for a long time. So I knew these people already. We were eating dinner and I tried to be polite by grabbing my plate and bringing it into the sink. And her old school Calabresi father looks at me and he laughs. He goes, in Italian, he goes, put that down. That's for girls to do. This is literally what he said in front of his daughter. She got real pissed off. And it, that's just kind of the that was like the attitude almost. It's, it's very looking back, it's very immature well, for me to have that you know that mentality. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, you you were trained that way. I mean, you mm-hmm. like you said, your mom was like that. Then your first your first encounter with your wife and her father. Like, I mean, you've been in, so that's why I said, uh, you know, kudos to you to be able to you know been raised this way. Your first marriage was this, and then to be able mm-hmm. to transition out of that that takes a lot of oh, self awareness yeah. to. Well, to say, hey, I'm not very good at this, and I'm oh, I was work horrible. On it. And yeah. I tell you what, looking back, this is what you, this is what I, I don't know. This is what I took out of divorce. A very very difficult process. But when I look at it, 
I really, really try to because it's easy to see what the other person's doing wrong. That's all you'll focus on for fuck's sake. Yeah. When you're in a situation, all you focus on what the other person's doing wrong. Mm. You don't want to focus on what you're doing wrong. Right. And you don't want to consider that maybe you're half of the other side of this equation of this thing not working, right? Mm-hmm. So I just really try to examine and understand maybe, you know, some of the shit that I did that wasn't the greatest and uh, try to make, you know, change all that stuff. And through the process, it's like I enjoy doing these things now. You know what I mean? Well, this is this goes into like why I always I'm the, I'm the oldest of five. Right. And I always stress to my younger siblings about, you know, dating for a while and, and having these relationships and not getting uh, married and in, in, in these long term relationships when you're younger, because I think that's a part of this process of learning about yourself, you know, is you have to I mean, after every relationship, um, I mean, I, I always felt like I had huge takeaways. There was never a relationship that I had that I left that relationship and I looked back and said, oh, my God, she was just fucking crazy. And, oh, she was just this. or she. And nothing for you. Yeah, right? nothing for every time I left a relationship, like it, it was like, okay, what did I take from this? What, what, what areas did were our rough areas or we uh, we didn't see eye to eye? And what part of that did I play this role in? You know, so and you know, the poor girlfriends of the past because they probably look at my relationship now like this motherfucker. Like, what? Why didn't he get that like ten years ago? You know, yeah, so dude, I was yeah. twenty. I mean, let me give you a little little context here. I was twenty one years old, did not know at all how to operate uh, a, a washing machine at all. It's <laughs> so funny. I had no fucking idea. I literally didn't know what soap to use. I didn't know where to put the fucking soap. I don't yeah. know what buttons to push. The first time I did laundry, I'll never forget, I had an apartment because I'd bought this gym and moved down there. So actually, when I was a little, at least, at least I had the courage to do that, right? But I'm there and I remember going downstairs to the laundry room, the apartment complex laundry room, and I'm holding my clothes and I had bought five different products of soaps and shit because I don't know what the fuck to have. And I'm standing there, I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And this lady was doing her laundry and I was like, excuse me. It's <laughs> like, can you help me? Like, I don't know. And she's like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, you just put... Like, I've never done this before. Uh, so she had to tell me, you separate the whites from the darks, you use hot water, this, yeah. cold water. And I was like, this is too complicated. Then I go do the fucking dish. I go to do the dishes in my dishwasher. I'd never operated one in my entire life. And I use liquid soap in it. You know, the one that you use when you wash them with, by hand? Uh-huh. Suds fill, filled up the entire apartment <laughs> because I had no idea that that yeah. would happen. I, had, I didn't know any of this shit. Cooking, pfft. I lived on tuna fish sandwiches, protein shakes, and bars. Oh, that's like I had no. See, that's still my problem. I'm horrible. <laughs> really? Cooking, except for like barbecuing, but you know, that's like any fucking stereotypical dude. It is. Know? Yeah, I'm totally that guy. I like, can do stuff with fire. Yeah, I can. I can burn stuff outside, no problem, and like perfectly. You know, but mm-hmm. it's like going into the <clears throat> stove and you know oils and all that shit. <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doug's laughing because Doug's yeah. the one who normally prepares D- food. Doug's so. an awesome cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's awesome. I Doug's a very, very terrible. Good cook. So I, you know, yeah, I'm going to give myself away right here. Katrina kind of knows already because she's seen it a couple times. I don't cook. She's totally domesticated. Although that that's that transition has happened in the six years that we've been together. Um, I like that, you know, but I was, my parents when we were younger, which I think they're in, you know, 
their intention wasn't for teaching. I think my, my parents had extra kids so they could take, so we could all take care of the shit around the house. But they presented it to us. <laughs> we like need this. more help, honey. Have yeah, kid. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they presented it to us like, we're teaching you good, good, good things here. You know, it's like, no, no, you're not. It's just, <laughs> you want us <laughs> to clean and cook here. So we had, uh, I mean, all of us had things we were responsible in the house, uh, everything from laundry to dishes and stuff like that. Uh, once a week, each one of the kids had a night they were responsible for cooking mm-hmm. and setting the table and do it. So yeah, we did that. Too. Yeah. So I had all these things that were built into me and, and I uh, for sure picked up on, you know, cooking with my mom in the kitchen and learned how to cook. Uh, but I also learned too that I hated it. I didn't like it. I didn't. Li- I just don't have patience for that. I, and I love mm-hmm. a great meal that's that like Doug prepares or Katrina makes. But I just I don't like that process. Mm-hmm. Some people find it very relaxing and therapeutic. And uh, Doug's talked about this before. Like he really enjoys cooking and doing that. Like I, it was just never me. So I've I've left that completely. And I love the fact that Katrina does that. And every once in a while, I'll surprise her and I will prepare or make something. And she's just like, God damn, this is good. Like, I thought you can't, (laughs) you act like you can't cook or you can't do this. You don't enjoy it. Yeah, you know, I think I that's where I'm at too. I'm yeah. just like I'm, I'm not interested in it. And I, I love cooking, man. I'm just not. What's so weird about that is like for me, like with food, like people always ask me for recipe ideas or this. I'm like, I don't I have, I have no fucking idea. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't even cross my mind. Like I, I it's so weird because I'm so creative in every other thing I could possibly think of, but I just can't like. Uh, like, you're like I'm gonna put this yeah. with this. You're like chicken, salt. Yeah. There we go. So I'm, does, I'm great, you yeah. know. And like even in, I would just like make the same thing every day. I don't give a shit. So does <laughs> does, does Courtney 100 percent prepare all your food, or how does how do you normally eat? Like what you're yeah. eating? What I'll, you're I'll eating? make my own stuff. Like I'm fine with that. But like for the family, yeah, she does. Like oh, she prepares it all that. Like I do the lunches. Yeah, like what's a date? What's a date? I do the lunches like- and the breakfast for the boys. Like if it's like on the go, you know, and it's stuff that's already she's made, and I'm like re packaging it or whatever but yeah she totally makes like awesome meals all the time well let me ask you guys this who decorates your house who sets up the like what the dude, furniture looks neither like neither of us that's a problem oh, <laughs> she's she just like me with cooking with that like she, she just has care. no idea of like what to put up on the walls and so our house just looks like barren yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need help <clears throat> yeah we know see, that though see jessica loves she's and she's very good at it and her style i love she's got kind of this bohemian kind of style and uh she really does think outside the box and she loves doing it mm-hmm. and i could kind of care less for the most part so it's yeah. like here you do you do that kind of stuff and if you need me to buy something i'll buy something oh, that's it. picking paint oh my god wasn't that the worst process uh, ever? Yeah. So I'm I'm totally that person in our relationship. Although I will say this, and which is funny, Katrina will say this that uh, you know she taught. We talk about this all the time. That looking back, which she does the same thing to me, so I don't feel guilty about this. Is that uh, she was uh, very tomboyish when we first met. That's one of the things that I love about her is she's not only uh, my, my girl but also like my best friend. And so uh, you guys high five. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. So. There are certain things that I that I think that um, that someone would uh, um, generalize or classify as uh, feminine that I enjoy. Like I uh, I like photos of us and our relationship and the things that we've done, but I don't like taking them. I like uh, my house mm. uh, decorated very nice, and I like things kept. You that like way. your house decorated seasonally too? I noticed. Yes, I do, and yeah. I and all these For things. Sure. Yeah. Fourth right? of July. Yeah, so whatever. when we fir- when we first started dating, I did this thing where every day. every yeah. year I would. 
would uh, I would make this this photo album book that I had made on Shutterfly, and I would make it uh, you know our first year of relationship, our second year of relationship, and uh, then I kind of stopped doing it, and she realizes that that I didn't like doing that stuff. I like having that stuff. I was trying to train her to do that, and then the same thing <laughs> the same thing goes for like the decorating the house. Like I was the one who started doing all that stuff. Now that being said, she's kept all these things up now, which I absolutely love, and it wasn't something that she did before because we both enjoy these things. I just I don't like to be the one to do it all the time, but I like to be the one that like I like to receive these things. I like to be in the house that's decorated. That yeah. it's been a cruel, it's been a cool uh, evolution of seeing us how long we've been together and to see that transition. But when we first started dating, she was under the impression that I liked doing all that stuff. And I remember like years later, like communicating, like no, I don't like doing that stuff, <laughs> but I like it. I yeah. like I like my house. I like wintertime coming in and it feels like you know fucking the North Pole when I get in there. Like <laughs> I love that. Like I like I like my how spotless and clean all the time. I like all these things. And at one point in my life, I either one, I had to do it for myself or I had somebody do it for me, realizing that I enjoy it, but also realizing that I either need help or I would like her to do some of those things. So we've definitely learned to give and take in all these areas. And she's definitely become this super, when we first met, like I came to her house, there was not a single, like she'd lived there for two years, right? I moved, after I sold my house, I moved in with her. And when we moved in, like, nothing was on the walls and she like it, which reminds me of like when I, the very first apartment I ever lived in when I was 17 years old, I moved out on my own and her house looked like that house. The, <laughs> yeah. the first one I lived in, when I was 17, it was like, <laughs> you know, the, the couches didn't match each other. There was no, nothing on the walls. It was, like all fun- it was pure function. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's like a place to sleep and stuff like that. You're yeah. So, uh, our places have evolved quite a bit, uh, since we've been together and it's uh, been great. I love you, honey. So I think that's, uh, <laughs> something <laughs> that's, that yeah, right. <laughs> not, not, she, She's definitely trained. I'm sure she could go. One day we'll have her on here and she could talk about all the things she's trained me on. Mm. Yeah. Bring it. Bring the bird. Today's quad is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. First up, MGRDO31. Are frozen veggies good for you in comparison to fresh? Did we talk about this the other day? Uh, I don't think I so. Feel like... I don't. It might have been mentioned. Maybe it was ago. mentioned. This is yeah. a good. This is a good question. I get this actually. I've, I've had this question asked uh, several times. Here's a few things you want to consider with frozen uh, vegetables versus fresh vegetables. When vegetables are frozen, they're typically frozen at peak uh, times of ripeness. So what they'll do is they'll pick the vegetable when it's ripe and then they'll flash freeze it. Some of the benefits of that are it's probably at its highest nutrient content at that moment. When when fruits and vegetables are at their at their at their ripest or when they're the most, you know, peak ripeness what they'll call, what they'll call it. That's usually when it has the most beneficial vitamins, minerals, now, would you and think, nutrients. Would you think that some of that is lost when you defrost it? So no, but no? They're, no, they're finding no in terms of nutrients. However, there are compounds that are in vegetables that we're identifying now that are not there or that are destroyed in the freezing process. For example, in broccoli, 
sulforaphane is a uh, it's an it's got anti-cancer properties uh, lots of health properties it's a very interesting compound that a lot of uh, science now is pouring into because of its uh, its health benefits what do you what do you classify that as it's not a nutrient it's not a vitamin or a mineral it's just yeah. a, it's a, a, a it's some kind of a phytonutrient right something that yeah you'll find okay. in cruciferous vegetables in particular Freezing the vegetables destroys that, so you don't get that anymore. Hmm. So I think that there's there's definite benefits to eating fresh vegetables over frozen vegetables. However, the problem with eating fresh vegetables are... Seasons. Yeah, if it's out of season, then it probably came from somewhere far away. They probably picked it before it was ripe, allowing it to ripe in the truck and in the grocery store, which then means it's being robbed of certain beneficial nutrients. Maybe they have to spray it with yeah. more... You know, pesticides or whatever to keep it from, you know, going bad. And there's only so many farmers markets you can you can buy from. You know, there's uh, I always try to do that, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just not that convenient. I mean, well, we're a little bit spoiled because we live in California. Like, yeah, so everything's yeah, yeah. in season around. Right, and we, this could be a question That's from true. somewhere. You know what? This is how I kind of look at it. It's like I'm always like the the ultimate is fresh and organic, right? I mean, that's. That's the the pinnacle, right? I mean, that's what I'm shooting for all the time. But if it comes down to having a, a, a fruit or a vegetable that I I need in my diet that isn't in season and I can't get to, like, you know, the the frozen is the next option that I, that I can pretty much get. Or like, I even think of it this way too. Like, somebody was we were talking about um, like foods, how you choose, like if if it was it has to be organic or not. Well, I'm always shooting for that. That's just it, you know. But if there was a food that I wouldn't, it would be something like uh, that has a protective skin that you're not consuming, you know. So it's the same type of mentality for me, right? Of course, I would rather have organic and feel good that it's not getting sprayed with all this shit. But if it is getting sprayed with all this shit, hopefully it's like a banana, an avocado. Something with a skin. Yeah, yeah. something with a skin that is like somewhat protected you know, uh, of the food. So Yeah, they do say that avocados, if you're going to eat anything not organic, avocado is one of the best things because the skin is so thick and... It doesn't allow many things to permeate uh, through it. That you're probably going to be okay eating the flesh of a, a avocado. That's not, not to detour us from this topic, but that you just reminded me of something that I thought I saw in our forum. That has either one of you tried the the actually eating the seed of the avocado? No, I've, someone I've, said it. Had I've, I've heard the, about uh, it, but so, I, yeah, I didn't even think to do that. Apparently, there's some health benefits, but you have to grind it the fuck up. Before well, you, you just can, you huh. do you do a, a like a grater, right? Like a cheese, uh, or like a what do you, you call put that? that? Like in a shake or something? Well, yeah, I you know you it, they they did it real fine. What's that called, Doug? What's the uh, cheese grater? Not kind of the thing, cheese grater, yeah. like a cheese grater yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real fine. There's not, a nutmeg. Yeah, there's a term for that though. That what, what that's called. I don't can't think of the name of it. whatever. I'm sure someone on our forum. Like a grinder. Well, let's go with nutbag. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you sh- the shavings from the the seed because obviously eating the the fucking avocado seed would not be like a jawbreaker. You're trying to eat wouldn't work. But taking the shavings and then cooking it on on or in food or in a shake, I think. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember what what the the article. Well, apparently over seventy percent. I'm reading right now because I'm I'm completely uneducated on this. But I totally was until this. I apparently over seventy percent of the total antioxidant capacities of avocados is found within the seed. That's crazy. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, but can but is it accessible? Is it accessible? Because that's got to be a lot of insoluble fiber, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why you got to grind it the hell up. And right. I wonder if you have to boil it or anything else to hmm. just kind of well, make the, it I know. Are you really going to assimilate it? Yeah. yeah. The article that I saw was you're, you, you're taking it and you're, and you're 
you're shaving, you're doing the shaving. It's just like you would with a lemon. What's that called, Doug? When you do that with a lemon, what's Zest. it called? Right. Zesting. Yeah, right. Zest. Isn't that what's called Zest. zesting. Yeah. I don't know if that. I don't I think, think that's grating, a term. Grating. Yeah, I think well, you're just, just grating. grating. God yeah, damn it, Douglas! I expect you to know this. <laughs> <laughs> you're really trying to pull from this. You know, <laughs> hey, it's like I need yeah. to figure this out. It's not called zesting. Hey, baby, can you can you zest that fruit over there? Let's get. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. No, I. Um, it's interesting. I apparently in South America. Um, they've been eating the seeds that way for a long time. Really? So it's got to have, it probably has some good health benefits. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna do a little bit more research onto that. Into that, yeah. For I sure. just, and I know that was a little Hashtag off topic. Eat the seed. We're talking, you know? <laughs> Let's just, do this. No, but I, I would say rule of thumb: if you really like, you know, you really want to, you're, you're paying attention to the details of your food. Eat fresh if it's in season and, and local. Eat frozen if it's out of season, especially if it's coming from somewhere far away. Mm-hmm. Those probably be your, best, yeah. your two best bets. Yeah, it's better better to get it frozen than not get it at all, right? Right. Or you don't want to get it fresh if it's coming from freaking. If you're in New York City and it's coming from Mexico, mm. you're probably better. You might be better off frozen. Yeah. Tony Stetics, what do you think about online personal training? Oh. I, I see this like in general. I, I see, see online personal training being the next huge uh growth opportunity for fitness it's Mm. and it's fueled by social media i think social media has really because i remember i mean obviously not that long ago as a trainer online personal training is relatively new very very new obviously because you know uh it was hard to organize too you know like it's it's nice to have that idea of like how to train people online but i don't really feel like there was great resources for that there weren't Not good. Very long there ago. weren't well, good resources. Know. People didn't have smartphones where they could text each other regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't like to call it online personal training. It seems I do. I do it, and it's more like coaching mm-hmm. than it is personal training because I'm not there with them, being able to train them. But yeah. I do coach them daily. Yeah, all that long, makes you know? sense. Yeah. Well, personal training would be the wrong term for it because you're not right. Yeah. They, you know, they're here. I mean, I'm big on all this stuff. So. Uh, they there was a in two thousand between two thousand and two thousand four there was a this there was a huge during the dot com era right so when dot com exploded everybody was making tons of money there was a ton of people that made money doing this and a lot of those businesses crashed and failed uh, fast forward to now uh, the technology the smartphones uh, how quick stuff downloads the clarity of video I mean we have evolved so much which to me I'm actually surprised that somebody hasn't dominated this market i actually believe that we will one day it's mm-hmm. just it's not it's on our radar it's just yeah. not uh, one of the one of our priorities right now the real reason why i started online coaching was just so i could see all the problems that i saw with it and and to figure that business out and to go through it it's also why i was continually to push sal in that direction because I wanted his mind to go through it too. So then together and Justin, I know has already experienced it. So we could all one day sit in a room and say, Hey, this is what I found going through this. These are the challenges that I had. This is what I, I do really well. This is what maybe one of you guys can give me some ideas and we could brainstorm Mm -hmm. on how to evolve this. And part of what uh, we're building with all the YouTube channels, all the programs, uh, being able to connect with you guys. Uh, trust me, it's gonna. Ha- we're going to do do it, and we're gonna do it very well. And we're kind of, in a sense, indirectly building it right now. Yeah. So, it, it it's on its way. It's inevitable. You yeah. know, it's one of those things. Um, and there there are like uh, some companies out there that have really made really you know cool products as far as like group training is concerned and like classes, virtual classes. And, um, there's a lot of streaming options now as far as like, I want to, I want to do this yoga, um, 
class online and then you could have like a webcam thing set up and people can just enter in and there's there's a lot of things like that that are popping up that are gaining more popularity and i'm sure you've seen you know even xfinity has a whole channel of videos that you can subscribe to just for fitness so it's getting in this direction but now we have to filter through all that stuff just like everything else and see which one is is a, is a valid option for you and like is it specific enough to you uh, well, to have good results. That's what I was just going to say is the problem with it. So uh, the reason why we just don't have it right away right now is because we realize that there it, it, it would be incomplete right now if we rolled it out as an option. Like if we yeah. said, you know, online personal training with Mind Pump right now, click our website, you know, X amount to do that. The reason why we don't do it now is because we believe that it would be incomplete and there's still pieces of everything that we're building right now. And when that day comes, when we do offer that service, I'll feel more confident that we're providing a very individualized surface uh, service. That's the big problem with all the ones that are out there right now is it's very generic and cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Even when because I, they haven't figured out how to scale it. That's yeah, why yeah, like, that's the, the problem. The way that they scale it to get more and more clients is to make it cookie cutter yeah. and generic. And for me personally, I can't, I can't really work with anybody that way. It's just not in my, it's not my nature. I, you know, some of the, the benefits. It's not human enough. No, and it's not, and I'm they're not. I'm not providing the kind of value that I want to provide. There you go. Uh, I, I noticed, yeah. you know, a couple of the positives that I noticed about online personal training is I'm actually in contact with my, you know, online clients way more than I ever was with my personal training clients yeah. because I'm con- I'm in contact with them daily, several times a day through text and through video. The negative is I don't get to be uh, the quality of my contact isn't like it was concentrated with my clients like right? when mm-hmm. i had personal training clients they come in and for an hour it was I'm, really designated it's designated yeah. we're working out i'm watching them while they're doing it i'm watching them move while they're moving i can pick up on things and see things that are very difficult to do through you know virtually it's it's much even if you send me a video there's there's a little there's a level of self correction yeah, angles and there's all kinds of stuff yeah and and just you know I can see recruitment patterns much much easier as I watch you do different movements versus just one movement you know what I'm saying like if I see you do different exercises then I can say oh you know that's a poor recruitment pattern because now I've noticed you know certain things have been happening in these four exercises and they're all connected in this particular way which is it's more difficult to do you know, with virtual clients. But the good news, like I say, with virtual clients is I'm in contact with them throughout the entire day, daily. And so I get to coach them through this process mm-hmm. of, you know, making connections with food and, you know, with exercise. I'd say online coaching, you're probably going to get more nutritional advice than you will with exercise just because they're not be able, they're not there able to train you, uh, you know. Uh, well, let's be honest, like just from a business perspective, like how you're mentioning that, like it, there, there needs to be a point where it becomes that. It becomes just this hour, and you don't keep getting that constant contact because maybe it's, yeah. it's not scale. It's not, it's not scalable. Well, yeah, we're like I said, we're putting the systems in place as of right now. Um, I think the for the most part, uh, there's more bad than good because for the most part, the 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 majority of people that I see that are doing online coaching, and there of course there's exceptions to rules. So I oh, I know I'm offending. I, go. I don't want to offend anybody, but for the most part, a good majority of that business is dominated and ran 
by IG fitness stars, by some girl that's got a badass, badass, literally yeah. badass, yeah. and some Engineered. dude, some dude that is freaking shredded to the bone and competed or did whatever. And because they figured out how to get themselves in amazing shape or they're a genetic freak, they now feel, and they got their one certification or whatever. Now they feel credible enough to be teaching thousands of people all over the world. I, I have yet to see an online coach's nutrition advice or workout advice that's sound. I've seen a lot now, and I look at it, and I go, wow, I cannot yeah. believe that that's the advice that that person – I had a, I, I saw a girl whose coach told her to eat 300 grams of protein a day, and she was complaining to him about gastro issues. You know, uh, I'm feeling tired, fatigued. I'm not feeling good. I'm nauseous with all this protein. And he's just hammering her on her discipline. Like, you're not, you don't want this hard enough. You need to keep doing this. Like, yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, this is not only is it bad advice, it's dangerous advice. Oh. I, I'm, seeing too much of, I'm seeing too much of this. Stuff. Well, and that's it's why. It's horrible. Dude, Shreds has a certification. Yeah. Enough oh said. Does it really? So fucking stupid. I didn't know that. I yes. Know, I didn't know that either. Yes. You have an online certification? Yes, you have an online certification. You know what it is, right? Let's teach you how to sell our supplements. See, exactly. Oh, well, yeah. Remember when we called them? Remember when we were texting them on, yeah. uh, when we were on the yeah. show? So this is why- I almost want to do it. I was really pushing Sal to get in it because you know the same thing like when I got into competing was- uh, I can't help but shut, or I mean, can't, can't help my business mind from turning when I get involved in things like this. And when I got into the the coaching, and I started getting clients that were were hiring me after they had some other coach who fucked up their metabolism or told them to do this or told them to do that, I was just like, wow. And 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 when I started figuring out that these were some of the like top people that were doing it, and top by top, I mean like the busiest, making the most money, you know, coaching these people online, I went, holy shit, there's a huge disconnect here and a huge opportunity mm -hmm. and the, a, a huge opportunity for someone to come in and do it right. And the only reason why we haven't really pushed or released it because I, I, I think right now where we stand, I believe that we can provide a fucking awesome, much better service than out there, but it's not finished yet. Like we're not done building everything and we're still building everything out that when we do decide to it will be extremely superior to anything that's out there right now but we got to get there and it takes time it takes money uh it took for sure all of us going through it coaching clients but uh you know buyer beware if you're somebody if the question while you're asking this question because you're considering um, getting coaching for someone. I mean, th that's also why we provide so much free information. Like, save your money. Go back and listen to more episodes. Like, go listen to more episodes of Mind Pump. Go subscribe to the Mind Pump show. These are all free things that we provide you guys. Like, go through, read the blogs on our webpage. Like, take it, go read the posts that we do on our Instagrams. Like, we try and provide as so much. I believe that we provided more free information that should put most of the online coaching out of business in itself. And then those that want even more and the next level of coaching is coming, I promise. Actor slash model. How do you get plenty of vegetables when you're keto, since on keto you need to eat so low carb? Mm -hmm. So it's okay. So I picked this for the reason why you're where you're going. I already know where your mind's yeah, going to go. Yeah. Right? First <laughs> off, like you don't like stop with the whole like I got to be in a particular camp type thing. Mm -hmm. Can you eat lots of vegetables and remain in ketosis? You can. There's lots of not, you know, fibrous kind of low carb. But who cares? Type. But exactly, who cares? Like I, I mean, if I I if I eat ketogenic in particular if I'm trying to eat ketogenic, it's for the 
medicinal benefit of the foods. It's for the health, the particular health benefits of eating ketogenic, which for me tend to be, you know, anti-inflammatory, reduce, you know, help me with consistent energy, help me with some of my my gut issues. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, I, I go off of I go off of keto relatively frequently. There's days I have just vegetables because of their health benefits and the way they make me feel. So. I don't like uh, I, I don't like this question because I feel like when people stay in a particular camp, then they eliminate all these healthy foods that they can't, they all of a sudden they can't eat them anymore because it doesn't fit within their which is new absurd plan. to think this way. I mean, yeah. and so my favorite part about when I when I ran keto the ketogenic diet is this. I'm doing air quotes when I say ketogenic diet too because it was for me it was the the uh, connection it helped me make with uh, the foods that I was eating in the previously and the way I was eating now, it, what, it helped me with my relationship with food. Uh, I didn't need to follow a ketogenic diet going forward. It would just help me realize, holy shit, I had a major addiction to carbohydrates that I, that not only that I thought in my head were okay because I could get on stage and present this badass physique that is at the elite level. So I said, well, it's okay that I'm eating four to 600 grams of carbs every single day. But what I didn't realize, like some of those things were also causing issues, like with my psoriasis and stuff like that. So when I realized that, wow, I was lacking a lot of these healthy fats in my diet and I was over consuming on the carbohydrates and because I had to do the other extreme. So I just went from one extreme to the other extreme by going ketogenic. So I think the the unhealthy thing would be to connect that the other extreme is what I need. It wasn't that I needed the other extreme. That other extreme helped me realize what was missing in my diet and that taught me better balance and better foods that I needed to incorporate. So now my diet is, I wouldn't classify it as anything. It's not ketogenic. It's not IFYM. It's not Atkins. It's not low carb, high carb. No, what it is is I realize what what foods are better for me and I should get more of. I'm not really worried if I have six cups of veggies in one sitting or I have like the Dr. Rhonda Patrick shake right now that's going to kick me out of ketosis because fuck, it might kick me out of ketosis, but I'm just going to flood my body with all kinds of nutrient-dense foods that I'm lacking and I need. Yeah, I think uh, you have to be very, very careful. Like one of the big drawbacks that I see when people follow a particular nutrition plan is they eliminate because they have to be so regimented right they eliminate uh, a whole category of potential healthy remember this is what i said to you afterwards right this is exactly what i said i i didn't like about the diet was that i found myself eating the same eating yes avocado coconut oil macadamia nuts bacon cheese that and it was and beef like that was just my diet yeah. all the time and I was eliminating all butter. these other things that are yeah and butter right and, and all these other foods that were extremely important to to my body. So. Yeah, it's funny because when you look at some of the health benefits of different ways of eating, like if you look at the health benefits of vegan or the health benefits of keto or you know the health benefits of Mediterranean diet, you got to consider this. There's health benefits to these diets because of what they don't eat. But there's a lot of health benefits to these diets because of what they do eat. Excellent point. And so you can take excellent point many of those things into account. Like you know, eating a vegan diet, a well-planned vegan diet, which is not keto, right? Vegan is not keto at all. But eating a well-planned vegan diet has been shown to be quite anti-inflammatory for lots of people. Now, is it because they're not eating 
organic meats and fish yeah. and stuff or like that? They, no, yeah. it's probably because they're eating a lot of vegetables. Yeah. And keto's got some benefits as well. Some of it comes from the avoidance of processed carbohydrates, but a lot of it comes from the fact that a lot, a lot of people don't get like adequate fat intake from healthy natural fats that have some of the you know some good health you know benefits. So you want to consider all these things when you're looking at your nutrition. And when I look, my I have clients that eat an a keto style diet, and I'm constantly pushing them to eat more vegetables. I don't care if it pushes them out of ketosis. I, you know, I'm constantly telling them to eat more colors and throw more vegetables in the diet because they're low calorie, they're nutrient dense. Uh, they might have some you know fibrous carbohydrates in them, but m- the benefits are just there's so many benefits to all these different colors of uh, of vegetables. Um, that it it would be it wouldn't be smart to not have them because mm-hmm. you're trying to stay in ketosis. Yeah. HR Hayes nine Adam. Now that you're an expert in priming and mobility, oh, do yes. you think you'd bring a better physique if you were to compete once again? Of course. I think uh, so. Well, let's back up first before we. I don't know if I want to call myself an expert uh, on that. Yeah, just 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 definitely a lot better with, yeah. yeah with those things a better experienced a lot more versed uh than what i was a couple of years ago um do i think i would yeah absolutely i there, there's no doubt in my mind for sure i think which is more important than what i bring a better physique is i think i wouldn't uh i wouldn't limit my i wouldn't limit myself and i would have uh less issues that i had to overcome right so because of my uh, bodybuilder mentality and training that way a lot and f- so focused on aesthetics and the ne- me neglecting mobility, I was, uh, I became very robotic. My movements, uh, were, and I never really noticed that because I never had spent that long of a period of time training so focused on one goal, you know, competing, whether, whether you like it or not as a sport, right? Just like uh, basketball or football or baseball, it's just a different type of one. And we've talked about this a lot, that all sports are not healthy for the body. And that's hard for people to understand that because when you look at an athlete, when you look at me standing on stage, when you look at your favorite basketball player, soccer player, football player, some of them have the physiques that we desire. But the thing that we have to connect is that when you're doing something, when when the sport is the main goal and that is what's your priority, you start to put other things on the back burner or other things become less of a priority like your movement and your overall health and ache, little aches and pains. I would band-aid all those aches and pains and I would keep going through those because it wasn't a priority. It was more how I looked. Mm-hmm. So looking back now, like if I were to get back on stage and compete again, something that would I, I would make sure to do because I learned the hard way is I would make sure to incorporate more of my mobility. So it would be kind of a blend of like our maps black with our maps green, like maps black is really an example of how I trained for like two years straight and for, you know, maximal, you know, aesthetics that would be ideal. But the problem with that is it totally neglected my mobility. And now what I do is I train a a very much so a blend of black and green together. And, And if I were to get back on stage, uh, absolutely. I mean, you got to think I'm getting more range of motion. So more recruitment is happening. So mm-hmm. more muscle fiber. So I, I, you would only, th- I mean, it's, it's obvious that it would, it would, it would improve. Like yeah. A- I mean, you have to ask yourself, like if you could move better with better control and larger ranges of motion, do you think the current exercises that you're doing now would serve you better? Of course. Yeah. Of course. It, it definitely wouldn't make things worse. 
you know, now that I can go deeper in my squat with good control or now that I can deadlift with better connectivity, now that I can overhead press with better extension, you know, now that I can chest press with greater depth or dip, you know, dip with greater depth, like how, I mean, how, how could that not make your body look better? You're, you're just recruiting more muscle fibers. You're getting better movement. You know, things are, 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 are better connected. So you're going to get a better central nervous system response. Uh, I'll, I'll take it even one step further. Something that I got from Brink and a part of what uh, inspired Maps Prime was uh, so if anybody who's followed my journey since the beginning uh, may have picked up on this, I know I've had people a long time ago ask me on my Instagram, but if you go deep in my Instagram or you've been around me for a long time, you'll notice that uh, all my stage photos, uh, most uh, photos I ever showed of my physique in the mirror when I was going through my transformation, whatever, is from the same side, from my left side. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, part of that reason is I my my physique on the right side where my tattoo is at looks terrible. Aside from the fact that I have psoriasis on that side, which makes it look worse, but I also oh, I have thought it was the back hair. Yeah, yeah, I also have that nipple looks funny. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I shave it for him. So. I have a poor uh, scapula retraction on the right side. I have poor connectivity. Uh, and by poor, it's it's like we're talking. We're, we're like splitting hairs for the average person. The average person would never be able to tell this or even know. I knew because when I quarter turned to that side, uh, it looked terrible. So in my posing routines, I would turn, turn, and then turn back the other direction when I turn transition my last time. So I never showed that side because we don't have to. You just have to give the judges a side shot, a front shot, and a rear shot. And so I would skip that transition. Lots of guys do this because they, everybody, a a lot of guys will talk about how they have, you know, better, better sides, uh, uh, aesthetically for the camera. Well, most guys don't dive into why that is like, and so we dove into that after competing was over. And I did that with Brink and it was because I wasn't able to get my shoulder to retract all the way back, which did not present my physique on that side really well. Once I got better connected, uh, and I have to go through this priming, before I go into my like opposing routine or even training for that matter to get that. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Oh, it was a game changer. And and I'll never forget that day. That was, man, you want to talk about what sold me on Brink was this, was, you know, you talk about a guy like me who, um, you know, and I know this is hard for Justin to listen to because this is the obsessive side that I have to do. And this is to him, just goes, but (laughs) I literally would analyze, you're talking, analyze every little, little bit because I'm getting judged on stage. And so what I would constantly be looking at this side and, you know, talk about a guy who's very in tune with his body, not being able to figure out why the fuck do I look bad on this side? And I can't get this other side to look the same way. And I mean, I spent countless hours but the problem was I was thinking that it was something that I'm doing mechanically wrong that I could fix just by looking at it then adjusting it. Problem was I was neurologically disconnected and it wasn't allowing me to get into that position to hold my posture. The first time that I saw Brink, I shared this with him and then he assessed it himself. He got me, he put me in a couple of positions, some stuff that we utilize inside of Maps Prime. I stood back up. I had my shirt off. I did that post. I went, I'd never seen my physique look like that. Didn't do any, we didn't build any muscle. We didn't lose any body fat. Didn't do anything. Hmm. Just connected me better. To I didn't my... even think the application of prime. Uh, wow. You could, right. if you're a competitor and you're on stage, oh, I could see that. If sure. you are, makes a, com- a huge difference. If you yeah. are a competitor and you do not own maps prime right now, 
you are fucking missing out. I will tell you that right now. Boom. Because a huge piece to competing is being able to present your physique. A huge piece of that is being fully connected to all of it. And I know every competitor that's listening right now, whether you're at the amateur or the professional level, can definitely relate to one of their pose, one of their sides, whether it be left side, right side, front or back, they do not present their There's physique no as well. Connection. They're not as connected. And there can be some, con- there's not no yeah. connection. Well, there's, there's still a connection there. Like I'm there's exa- not strong. There's examples of pro bodybuilders that could have done so much better. Had like Paul Dillett from the 90s was infamous, uh, you know, Nasser El Sambari, infamous for having poor be poor back poses because they weren't able to the back is typically the area where people fuck up it's hard mm. to pose it mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know how to really spread your scapula or or retract or depress or whatever and uh you know judges would say man you look so great until you turn around and try to flex and then you just didn't you just didn't hit the pose right and this is this is why i i love too that we reference like you know the golden era of bodybuilding and the Arnold Schwarzenegger because these guys this is so we we have the science now like we understand that this is a neurological issue like Arnold Schwarzenegger probably didn't understand it to that level but they what they they did some things like when they would do um ballet, ballet yeah. you know and ballet is i mean anyone that's ever even attempted that knows the muscle the muscle mind muscle connection and the control mm-hmm. and body awareness and proprioception that that takes that's is the extreme form of it is right it there. exactly is the yeah. extreme form of it and if you learn to master that your posing routine would be great. So that's so now you got all these guys that are doing uh, ballet, but now we understand that like you don't have to go do ballet. You just need to learn where you're disconnected. Well, that's what Prime is all about. Prime is to take you through this assessment that assesses your upper, your well, lower. I'm turning and, those tights back in. You <laughs> right. know what I mean, well, and even for those of you that don't, I mean, even for people that don't compete on stage, just having mobility and and, and better connectivity through priming, you're just going to perform better. Your your body's going to operate better. You're going to be stronger. You know, if you if you use priming properly, and the thing about proper priming is it's quite individual. That's the thing. It's not a generic, just like a workout, right? Workouts have a general structure, but as you understand your body, you start to individualize it to your body. Priming is even more individualized because with priming, you're trying to set up the central nervous system mm-hmm. before your workout. But if you do it right, you'll find that you'll perform better because it's going to work on your weaknesses and your strengths. And when you go to do your exercise, boom, for you, now it works that much better. Of course, you're going to build more muscle. Of course, your body is going to respond much better when you do those things. So, No, no it's a no-brainer Great for idea. sure. If you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Justin's at Mind Pump Justin. And Doug, you can even find Doug at Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. 
If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support. And until next time, this is Mind Pump.